All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Pro Football Doc Sports Injury Central podcast. End of week 14, one game still to go, and we can cover that. Week 15 is here then. No more buys, stretch run, four more games for everybody. And uh, we got Jacob here, Taylor here, just in the background somewhere. Here, sort of. But this is the the cats away and the mice will play. No office today. I mean, look, I'm I'm out of town and uh, trying to phone it in. You guys are like, would you, did you guys even go to the war room yesterday since I wasn't there? <laughs> oh, we were just there. Right? I thought you got you needed a picture. I, I heard you needed a picture at 9:30 a.m. sharp yesterday to make sure we were all there. Oh yeah, that wasn't for the public or Twitter. That was just to make I sure you guys sure. were there. I, I was counting bodies there, checking in with a PO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, New York was a great time with the family, and I can't promise there won't be a cameo from the wife or the kids in the hotel room. We're still here heading back home. But uh, Sunday was kind of a bust for me. It's difficult. Uh, you know, uh, luxuries of having the command center, right, and video and rewind and audio where you want, immediate feedback. I mean, because uh, I was trying to see a lot of games. I went to a bar, really, a restaurant to watch, and and uh, the best one ended up being Yard House with the different screens. But I didn't realize the local bars that all advertise sports bar don't automatically have Sunday ticket. Nope. And uh, when you have the Jets and Giants playing at the 1 p.m. slot, I mean, basically that's every other show, game yeah. is Jets, Giants, that's it. That's all they showed. And then um, wandered into a bar that was a Ravens bar, so it was just Ravens, and another one that was just Vikings and, you know, uh, Homer bars. And so uh, missed missed some action, but you guys did good sending me video. I know there was a lot of stuff going on. I know Dr. Spear was there and others and so forth. So good job. He put out a lot of content on the day. I didn't. I skipped some uh, halftime chats. and They're just too loud. He couldn't hear and – but I try to make up for it. I did did a little more at the end with uh, with uh, some special guests. Yeah, well, I know it's on uh, Saturday. I think but I was impressed of you answering questions while uh, skating on the ice rink with the family. <laughs> I'm just that skillful, you know, on skates. <laughs> Almost needed a six score, right? Very close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I need a camera to turn my wife and in, in the eye roll I got for uh, you know the athlete part. <laughs> Look. I didn't fall. Well, I fell one time because okay. I was skating with Devin, and she fell, and I could have saved it, but then there was like a 10% chance I would fall on her if I didn't save it. So I decided to just fall away from her. And, uh, you know, I, it's actually hard to get up on skates when you're not <laughs> used yeah, to it. It's very yeah. hard. <laughs> so, uh, look – most important thing is the kids were alive, and that meant I'm alive too. If the kids were injured, I might be dead. Yeah, yeah, that's key. I got, I got nods in there in the background there as <laughs> as, uh, that as my wife is folding yeah. clothes. Yeah, uh, extremely busy week for injuries, Doc. It seemed like big name after big name, even though there was just the the seven games in the morning, three in the afternoon. Obviously, six teams on by, so we'll get to get to some of the key names. But no more uh, no more skipping weeks, Doc. It's it's too busy. <laughs> you're that kim in my defense i said we could fly home on saturday you're the one that said <laughs> there's the truth <laughs> there it is so that's all right now kim that's well the truth is. is the truth of the matter is uh, i said we could leave we could go earlier in the week on like tuesday or monday and come home on saturday 
Yeah, but I actually thought it worked out where I thought I would be, uh, you know, Pat Kerwin was nice enough to say, oh, yeah, come along. We've been talking about that for a while at the CBS headquarters to watch, you know, all the games and it'd be quiet and the whole deal and and chat. You still wouldn't have the video, but then uh, I guess CBS still doesn't allow visitors. They're they're being extra cautious with the COVID policy. So, uh, you know, I was like, Pat, come on, you you can pull strings. He goes, look, my wife hasn't been able to come. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm out. <laughs> so I was left to, to go uh, bar hunting for games. But the family yeah. was good. You guys are happy. They went to the Lion King when the games are going on. You got a nod. Thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, making the most of it. Um, all right, Devo Samuel, that's the big name everyone's worried about. Um, we had something in, initially saying we didn't, didn't think it was a knee ending season ending knee injury and ends up ends up being ankle. So it's kind of one of those uh, combo well, MCL not, high ankle. It's a it's another lesson that I always say is don't judge the reaction, right? I mean, he grabbed at his knee. And I at that point I think I was at the yard house and at a place where I could plug in and do stuff. And I could see all the Twitter mentions and stuff saying, Oh my God, he tore his ACL. What do you think he tore his ACL? This season though he tore his ACL. I'm very confident that it wasn't an ACL tear. Looked like a mild MCL, if anything, the way that he twisted. And he suddenly grabbed at his knee, but then he ended up being ruled out for his ankle. We saw the ankle trap, but it's a classic combination, high ankle sprain and uh, MCL mild knee sprain. He might have been able to come back from the knee, uh, but the ankle, not so much. But because the way his foot was, and we got pretty good video there, not worried about an associated fracture, not worried about one where he might need surgery. But he's going to miss some time, right? I mean, uh, Kyle Shanahan's always been pretty honest. And after the game, he did say no fracture, and he said likely high ankle sprain. And I don't think he's hedging. I just, you know, he wants to wait for the MRI. I think he's being honest. There's no way he's playing on Thursday against Seattle. Uh, and uh, the question is, the good news is for 49er fa fans, Jacob, um, his season is not over. His regular season might be over, but not the season as in playoffs. I think the question of when he comes back is, um, can he make it back for the last game of the regular season? Will they even need him to, right? I mean, depending on what happens. So I would say the line is first playoff game at the end of the regular season. That's the line, you know, hopefully he can, for sure come back for the first playoff game, depending on when and where that is. And uh, But the rest of the regular season, he may not. And I saw an interesting tweet from Jerry Rice talking about criticizing the head coach for running all these players up the middle, you know, from Trey Lance to Jimmy G to, to Debo Samuel and getting them hurt. I thought that was interesting. I feel like that yeah. always comes up. Every time they use Debo in a different way and he gets hurt, it's, they blame it on him being used in a different way. But – he he's got if, if that would be mean that he can't get hurt ever but he's utilized so much so that means injuries are going to get come and he's such a physical player so i i don't know if he's jerry's right on that but i mean they do they do run a certain way right and they do run up the middle very well and they have a good run scheme so that's how they play but i don't think it's the coach's fault that that's happening yeah and i mean you know and, and if this game were played somewhere else there'd be people would be blaming the turf right i mean there's always Correct. Yeah, no, you're right. They always find something, I think. It's yeah. like, look, I'll say football is not a contact sport. Basketball is a contact sport. Football is a collision sport. Right. 
Well, that's why Debo wanted to get paid. They paid him as a combo player, so Shanahan can use him however he wants. Uh, another interesting one, I mean, we're, you make a good point. We are in the, the zone that it might be shut down for the regular season if the record is uh, not favorable for the team or, or get a guy back for playoffs. Another interesting one yesterday was Russell Wilson doing pretty well against the Chiefs leading that comeback. Then he has that scramble, hits his head on the turf, and camera shows him in coming to after uh, after the concussion. That was pretty rough. I told you my theory on that in the in the in the command center. They only do that to quarterbacks. I feel like the media doesn't like. Remember when they did to Aaron Rodgers too when he was stuck on the turf. I feel like they they don't usually they would never have done that to Tom Brady, right? They never would have done yeah. the quarterback. That's I think I I I I said that many times in the command center yesterday. I, I, why would they zoom in on his face like that? I, even from a personal standpoint, I think that's not right. He's going through it, right? But Well, to be fair to the networks, mm-hmm. you are the star player. Correct. And to be fair, post-Tua, they're trying to get the right shots, right? Mm-hmm. And make sure that this is not a back injury, you know, whatever. And I did find it interesting during the Sunday night football game. And my guess is the NBC crew will get a phone call um, from the league. Uh, I forget it was Tariko or Collinsworth said, look at Tua, he's finally running again after his two concussions. I heard that. I did hear that. Yep. The Dolphins have never admitted to that. The NFL has never admitted to that. So my guess is there's a post-game phone call to those guys. What are you doing? You know? (laughs) Just my guess, you know. Um, I, did, I did catch that. I, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. But it's true. He hasn't been running, but is it scheme? Is it other things? But but Russell Wilson, the only thing I will say is is uh, that, that egg on his forehead, you know, it's not a fractured skull. It actually has nothing to do with the concussion. Of course, it has something to do with the hit and on the ground, the way the helmet rubbed or hit and uh, broke a blood vessel and it swells up very quick, quickly right. back of your hand it can swell up and look grotesque very quickly because of the skin and the way it, the little skin lining is it's not a fractured skull that egg has nothing to do with his return or not return next week that looks kind of scary but not really not that big a deal so to speak uh, and he obviously didn't return and and we'll see uh, be interesting. Ravens, <laughs> they make yeah. down, be down to their third with uh, Huntley yeah. ankle slash yeah. concussion, and uh, the other one was uh, was uh, Pickett, yeah, with a concussion. Yeah. Ton of ton of QB concussions yesterday. Uh, I mean, Tyler, Tyler how, how many picks did Trubisky throw? Three, <laughs> three, in a little more than a half. <laughs> Look, you just do two, and maybe we still get that game. <laughs> Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't even want to break down the betting slate of yesterday. We were way too close on every single one, but it's one of those yeah. weeks. One of those weeks. Uh, yeah, it's a big matchup for the Ravens division opponent, the Browns. Deshaun Watson uh, playing a little better, you know, two weeks under his belt instead of just the one. So who are we going to see a quarterback for the Ravens? Is, is Lamar going to get pushed into action? I don't think he can be. Uh, I saw the Schefter report that he's looking at what that Christmas game. And that's what we said, right? That's a good case scenario, the Christmas game. That's not a guarantee. Christmas, I guess Christmas Eve. 
but, yeah, that's all been confirmed. PCL, the whole thing, uh, et cetera. Uh, Mike White left with the ribs too after those two two rough hits that came back after both. Uh, any concerns about him this week? Why did he go to the hospital? He went to the hospital because uh, there are it's a road game, and if he had any trouble breathing, which he may have after numbing medicine wears off. Does he have a small pneumothorax or a lung collapse, puncture, small puncture? Regular x-rays, hard to detect them. They probably went and did a quick quick CT scan to make sure he didn't have any air leak in his lungs so that he could fly home. And uh, that's my guess. The Uh, Jordan Poyer? What's that? The Jordan Poyer? The Jordan Poyer, sort of, yeah. So, you know, you don't want to fly with with the... any air leak because of pressurization. Really, I, I think nowadays the way cabins are, it's more theoretical. I mean, but no one wants to mess around with that in the air. Right. Even though it's a charter, you can land the plane anywhere. You have team doctors with you and the whole deal. It's, you know, it's just a theoretical risk that uh, you typically do not take. One time we had someone with a partially collapsed lung documented and uh, in Kansas City. And had to go to the hospital and stayed overnight. Actually, a couple nights. One of the athletic trainers stayed behind. Had a chest tube inserted to reinflate the lung. And uh, in order to be safest, because that's a long drive home. He didn't want to drive. Right. And, and uh, believe it or not, it was my suggestion. And we talked the Kansas City doctors into agreeing that, look, he's traveling with a medical professional. Um Instead of pulling, the norm is to pull the chest tube, wait a couple days, and then fly. That's if you're regular Joe or you drive. He didn't want to do that, but we wanted him back in town. So our suggestion was, what if we take the suction off the chest tube? That's what you normally do. And you clamp it, and if the lung stays inflated, you know he's relatively safe to go. After a day of that, you pull the chest tube. But we said instead of pulling the chest tube, can we just leave it in and just fly with it, with it clamped? So it's like steel, the normal. And they're like, what? Fly with a chest tube? I mean, you're not flying on a medical but aircraft, but you're flying with somebody. And I, what's the worst case scenario? If his lung starts to collapse again, what do you do? You hook it up to suction. You land in the plane, and, and you're saving a second chest tube. And so we actually did get him home uh, early that way. But that's the worry about it. And the one thing about being in New York that was fun is when we got to the later afternoon games and evening games, like, you know, uh, during the day, I tried not to meet up with anybody because too much going on, but I should have because it was not. But it was fun uh, chatting a bunch with Jay Fiedler and about quarterbacking and other things. And we were talking about different things during the game. And, you know, his, and that's one of the discussion points. Why did Mike White go to the hospital? We talked about, different concussion things. And I don't think I'm saying anything that he wouldn't say. Uh, but he's like, yeah, I mean, he said, look, if, if the current co- concussion protocols were in place, he would have been yanked out of uh, several games, including his best comeback game of his career. He told a story about how one of his wide receivers helped him up and he was a little groggy. And uh, after he helped him up, he started to wave to the sideline and he said, don't you ever do that? <laughs> and he stayed in the game, you know, I mean, uh, so uh, hopefully uh, Jay, I'm not revealing any 
uh, secrets there. I mean, I, I think he's a pretty candid guy and uh, so forth. But I guess he's doing all the jet stuff at night, so he comes into the city for that. Another quarterback injury that just got uh, released, uh, Brock Purdy. So he's going to have a MRI today on an injured oblique he suffered. Um, they said they're not really too concerned because he played after it and he played well. But there is a quick turnaround yeah. on Thursday night is the only issue. That's true. Uh, MRI on his oblique? I mean, <laughs> You're the doctor. I'm just reading what he says. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that. One time uh, through an agent, we got an MRI uh, on ribs once. I mean, you realize that you have to sit still in like – three to five minute increments uh, to get an accurate MRI. Uh, who can stop breathing for three to five minutes? I mean, <laughs> I mean the MRI quality is, is what it is. It's an oblique. Uh, look, hopefully it's not one that uh, he now needs surgery for, Trevor Simeon. Uh, that one yeah. I still don't understand, I'll be honest with you. I'm not saying anything's untoward or anything's not right, but I'm just saying I don't understand it, which I always say if I, we don't understand it on the outside, that means we just don't know all the facts. But I don't right. see how this oblique is going to bother him that much. Uh, short turnaround's interesting. But I did win a friendly wager with uh, Jay Fiedler. I said, because uh, I kind of knew that. So when, when 17 got put in the game, we didn't have sound on, and I was like, oh, who's that? Josh Johnson. And I said, over under 17 teams that he's been on. <laughs> oh, you tested on us already, so that's a good one. Yeah. And uh, I had to count him 20. He goes, yeah, but does that mean he was just signed, or did he play a game? I was like, oh, don't give me a technicality. Yeah, he's like, like, he like laughing because he's like more than Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm like, oh, yeah, more. But, more but I, did more. Get, I did get him and, and – Met up with Ariel Epstein. That was nice. I'd never oh, actually yeah. met her in the person problem. before. Yeah. She answered one of the tweets or something about where to go and whatever. And so, oh, oh I'll come join cool. after. She went to the MetLife game. And then uh, we were chatting. And I did stump both of them on this question. I said, uh, where did Josh Johnson go to college? USD. Taylor right? knows on, yeah. And then University of San Diego. And then I followed with, name the most famous person involved with the USD football program. Or a head coach of USD, John Harbaugh. Obviously, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, yeah. He went. Jim Harbaugh went from there to Stanford to San Francisco to Michigan. He right. became head coach at uh, USD after his San Diego Chargers. How much money did you come back with with all these wagers you did? <laughs> well, I, Jay picked up the bar tab, but there you go. I really wasn't drinking, so <laughs> it wasn't much of a tab. <laughs> Uh, I want to get your take on a couple Bengals injuries. Uh, interesting week for them. It, Trey Hendrickson, one of the league's top pass rushers, played the fourth quarter with a broken wrist. We saw the play where it happened. He kind of went in for a punch and got got the uh, his teammate's helmet or shoulder pad, whatever it was. And then he just played on third downs from then on with it with it wrapped. So <laughs> I thought that was a that was pretty tough of him. I know he's a he's a tough character with all the stingers he's had in the past. Well. Uh... That one, I don't know that I saw the video yet. Maybe you guys sent it. I didn't, you know, the confusion. But if just by that right there, if you're saying it happened on a punch and he came back to play with the wrap, this is not an unstable distal radius fracture that needs surgery. It's either a hairline fracture there or it's a fractured scaphoid, which is that small, I guess you could call it the Fernando Tatis bone. Um, <laughs> and is there a fracture there? How bad is it? If it is a fracture there, do not be surprised that he gets surgery. 
because surgery is a better way to ensure healing, early healing, and to play through. I don't expect Hendrickson to make miss much time, even if he needs surgery for that scaphoid. Maybe a week for the wound, uh, and then play in a thumb spike cast. He's a D lineman. Uh, I was so, gonna say, is there is there a spike or is there a club that they use, or just it's just a cast to, to keep the well cast the, the, the reason why it becomes a club is you're required to have a certain amount of foam padding on it, so you don't use it as a weapon. And uh, I don't know if they've changed the rules in our time. Some referees were more. Oh, you got to put more foam on it. You got to put more foam on it. And then it becomes a bigger, bigger thing. And they were like, okay. <laughs> and some were like, okay, you're good with it. Um, and uh, I say, you know, without that much, but they do warn you, like, if you start using it as a weapon, I'm going to disqualify you or tell you you need to put three inches of foam on it, right? But they, they let it go pretty slim. That's the way it worked. And Look, even in high school football, you're not allowed to play with a cast, not because of you and your injury of what you might do to others. So, uh, uh, you know, so I used to tell players, if you don't want some referees are OK with it once they feel in, in the high school level that you have enough padding on it, that you can't use it as a weapon. Some right. are sticklers to the rules cast and you can't play. So I said, well, you know, bulky dressing, <laughs> you can't call it. You call it a cast sometimes you're going to get ruled out right uh other one from that game on his first target tyler boyd uh sort of a dislocated finger on his right hand um didn't come back to the game but they said no fractures so they're saying just a week or two for the dislocated finger was it finger or thumb i saw two different reports it seemed more finger to me but it was just yeah. video on cell phone you know um why would he miss a game compared to josh jacobs is because he's a wide receiver well, do they say which finger? I mean, honestly, uh, it you're more likely to miss time if it's a thumb than if then it's a finger. So I'm not sure if it's finger or thumb. Fingers okay. pretty routinely all the time, uh, you know, uh, you, that happens. Oh, so, so, since you went Josh Jacobs, Mr. Raiders. Yes, sorry. <laughs> uh, not did, sorry, but yeah. <laughs> did, did you see the Chargers quarterback on that key fumble? Yes, he was – all about his team and helping out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Oh, I know. <laughs> and and it's pretty precarious the way he dug dug in there, right? Here's Corey Lindsley doesn't even know anything, and he's still blocking. He's making right. no effort to get yep. the ball. Uh, we don't need to go go there. I'm just pointing that out. For That's our not where I thought you were going when you brought up the Raiders this week, Doc. <laughs> I thought you were going <laughs> Baker, but uh, you know, you know, not to poke that bear with Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, T. Higgins was another interesting one. They said uh, during warm-ups. You know, that, was, that was an interesting thing that they said with uh, about that. I talked to Jay about what he thought about, you know, Baker Mayfield, Brock Purdy, and different things. And and, and he, he said, look, Purdy looks pretty good. But he definitely agreed that, you know, as people get film on you and whatever, you, you need – you know, like baseball, right? You need more pitches. Yeah, the first yeah. couple times through the order, that AAA guy can strike you out or, or throw some good stuff because they're talented too. But over time, you know, you need to show other things. You can't be a one-pitch guy, one-trick pony, so to speak. I'm not saying that Brock Purdy is, but he said he looked good. 
And I asked him, I said, well, what about Baker Mayfield? I mean, that's unbelievable to me. Oh, we talked about Deshaun Watson. I said, like, it's going to take him some time. I mean, they did better this week, but they right. said, well, Taylor, your, your, your team total under 20 and a half was pretty easy, right? They, what was their final there? I don't even know what they got, the, the Browns offensively. Yeah, 10, when he to 17. Yeah. Oh, they ended up and 10, 10 points. Yeah. I mean, you haven't played quarterback in yeah. two years. How do you just add water? I mean, yeah. look at Russell Wilson. He changed teams, new scheme, didn't play in the preseason, and has struggled though a good part of the year. And and Jay agreed with that. But the other thing that we said was uh, that I said, well, explain Baker Mayfield. You know, I mean, how did he? And he was like, yeah, I mean, they obviously struggled the first three quarters. But he said, that's Baker. He's uh, and and this is a good point. He's a playground guy. He's let's just go and play. He's got that factor. He's not a system, you know, mm-hmm. I need my third read and I'm going to do the right. He's, he's a playground guy. And so a playground guy is like, holy shit, press coverage. Yeah. 10 seconds left. He's like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, that, that was up his wheelhouse. So that was an interesting perspective uh, there. Yeah. Like- I could, they played Monday, so they got 10 days off. I kind of wonder if that's going to help them or hurt them all that extra time to think and try to learn a playbook in, in 10 days. So, we'll, I mean, we'll if you look at his history, out. he is one of these, you know, guys that, that makes things happen as opposed to robot system, right? That's what no, makes I think Baker Baker. What you tell him is that he needs some motivation, I think. And that if you think if you're right in them, um, Stafford not getting a surgery means, um, this might like you know done for his career. Then Baker maybe is starting to play well because this is his job now. And if McVay personally wanted him to be on this team for some reason, he obviously picked him for something, and he's listening to his play calls, whatever. There's no way he learned the the, the system in two days. I don't care. Like well, he said, no way Sean McVay gave him the entire yes, playbook exactly. in two days. I mean, well, okay. And, and, and if he did or could, I don't care if his IQ is two fifty. You can't absorb no it. Way. Exactly. Figure it out that quick, yeah. or you really have a very simple offense, right? They gave him the basic keys to mm-hmm. what happened and and what to do, and uh, he's. They said, he they said Stafford was in his ear too. They said Stafford yeah. was on the headset relaying stuff to him. Yeah, and, through, and so. that's the other thing. Yeah. I I know we've been on the record saying that this is career threatening for Stafford, and he likely needs neck surgery if he wants to continue to play play football. And McVeigh saying he's not heard of any necessary surgery. Is he saying that he's not heard of any necessary surgery because Stafford isn't coming back? Or is he saying he's not needing any necessary surgery because the doctors have not said you have to do it, but leaving out the football part? Or is there something different about his spinal cord contusion where he doesn't need it? I find that unusual. But we'll still let that play out in terms of uh, what, what's happening there. We'll, we'll let it all play out if uh, that this signing Baker was a tell on Stafford hanging it up. Because you got to say at this point that move looks good, right? And uh, could they, if Stafford were to retire, and I would imagine he's going to sit down with his family and wife after the season and make a nice decision one way or another, Baker might be better than they can get anywhere else. I don't know what the free agency market's going to be, uh, but and she, they, don't have, they don't have a draft pick. I mean, yeah. high enough. 
Um, I wanted to go back uh, to what Jacob said about uh, T. Higgins. His situation was odd. So he um, had a hamstring injury going into the game. Um, no injury status. Um, in warm-ups, Zach Taylor said they lost him. So obviously he re-aggravated it, pulled it, whatever. And then um, he had one snap because he snuck out onto the field on the third snap of the game. What do you pulled, what do you what do you make of that? He <laughs> pulled the Jameis Winston, just show up in your jersey, run on the field, and they'll pull you off. <laughs> they did, they did mean, take the whole line packages for him, but the one snap he had was not not by design. You know. <laughs> did did they throw to him? No. 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 <laughs> hey, they said, what the heck are you doing out there? Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, look, because he's on the active roster, he is technically available and legal to play. And so there's nothing stopping anyone from doing that. But now the question that I would have is, how did he pull this off? Did he just not tell anyone and run out there? Or did he tap his backup and saying, I'm taking this one? And the backup goes, Okay, <laughs> what's he going to say, right? Uh, or was this in conjunction with his wide receiver coach or some other decision? But one of the things I will tell you, it's organized chaos on the sidelines of an NFL game. It's organized, but it is chaos. I mean, there is a lot going on in any one moment. You cannot expect Zach Taylor to be looking at the play sheets call and everything else, thinking about down distance timing and big picture things to say, oh, who just ran onto the field and why? You know, <laughs> so I wouldn't blame any of that. I mean, stuff like that can happen, which is why what whenever there was a concussion issue or head injury issue, what would medical staff always do first? You take their helmet. Mm-hmm. Then they can't just <laughs> circumvent you. This is back in the day before you had to escort them off the sideline. Right. You would take their helmet, right? And then what are they going to do? Then I guess you could borrow someone else's and run out to the field. I, I don't yeah. know. Nowadays, you can't be on the sidelines. That's to save them from themselves. <laughs> so that would be interesting to see his, uh, his status going forward. A uh, couple pass rushers with calf injuries. A uh, big one is Quinn and Williams for the Jets. Um, Vita Vea is the other one for the Bucks. So uh, any chance that either of them shake that off back this week? Well, you know, we've talked about how Vita Vea has not been himself this year. We've right. talked about the weight. Now I see the chatter. I remember the first time I saw him this year, I was like, wow, he's a lot bigger. Um, and uh, look, calves are hard for D linemen, not only for get off in terms of the rush, but also to anchor. I mean, Sometimes their job is to take on two offensive linemen and occupy them and anchor without getting pushed back. Uh, right. eat, eat bodies. Hard to anchor if your calf is bothering you. So I think that's a problem for Quinton Williams and Vita Vea. Quinton's been a big part of that defense this year, too. Uh, he has 10-digit uh, sacks uh, from the D-line position. Uh, Jets defense has been awesome this year, obviously. Um, something that just came through the newswire, too, is a right tackle for the um, – Cowboys out for the season with a torn ACL, tearing steel after last mm. week. Told you a lot of stuff happened when you were gone, Doc. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, and, and we're earlier this week on the podcast, so we'll see what new news comes up. But right. tearing steel, we knew MCL, right? And yep. hopefully not ACL. Uh, but obviously that's not the case. Um, wonder what they're going to do there. I mean. Well, Smith is back at practice. Obviously he's not 
going to come back yet. Maybe they force him. Oh, he's, they've been saying he looks good. Uh, Michael yeah, Gelkin has so. been saying he looks good there. And the original plan was to put him back at left and slide uh, 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 Tyler Smith in to guard. Yep, guard. Yep. I don't know if Tyler is capable of flipping to the other side. I, I don't know. I don't know he, what they're – not the greatest at right. They're going to have to put someone there. I know they have Jason Peters who has the ability to play right tackle as well. But, I mean, his age and something, you know, I don't know what they want there. But the backups were already bad at that position. Remember, they let Lyle Collins go this season. So uh, it's going to be an issue already, right, where he was this year. So they'll keep trucking to figure out what they have to do with the right tackle position. Yeah, they went yeah. thrilled with Josh Ball coming in to replace him. So that was a close game against the Texans. That was a little bit of a shock. But um for the Texans, uh, Damian Pierce uh, suffered a left ankle injury uh, late in that one. Came back for one carry, two yards, and then didn't uh, didn't see any goal line work. And they said he couldn't push off on that ankle. So that's a big one for fantasy playoffs and all that stuff. Well, before we get to, to Houston, back to uh, T. Higgins sneaking in for a play. Think back to, uh, to University of Michigan, Blake Corum. Okay. He didn't sneak in for a play, but prior to the Ohio State game, we said he's not playing. And there were some people who said, Well, you're wrong. He suited up and he played. Yeah. Two snaps for six yards. Couldn't do it. The reason why you can do that in college, in the NFL, he would have been inactive. Right. Because you need the roster spots. In college, you can suit up 100 guys. As long as you're academically eligible and enrolled in the university, you can suit him up on the sideline and enter him into a game. I mean, there's no roster limitations <laughs> in in college like that, like the NFL where it's at 46 and the 45. Well, and what is Quorum doing? Is he just sitting on the sidelines, chatting with the coaches, trying to get those two rushes in? or Because, like, obviously they have to give him them and the coaches have to sign off. I don't think he snuck on, like you said, like Higgins. So yeah, I work? don't know the details. But, you know, the, if you're a running backs coach, wouldn't you say, okay, let's see what you can do? He was a Heisman. Yeah, he's their Heisman guy. Of course they would do it. And he's a senior, right? He's not playing. Yeah. So he needs some snaps, yeah. Yeah, but so back onto the Texan game. That's one where, okay, I didn't think he'd come down to the wire like that, but 17 and a half was just too much. I mean, look, they could have, could have, should have beat Cleveland last week, except for the two defensive touchdowns and the special teams touchdown. I mean, this is the NFL. There's no question Houston's at the bottom, but it's not like, you know, you've got Alabama playing. All right, I'll say it. San Diego State. (laughs) Help yourself. I mean, it's not that. I mean, it's any given Sunday, anyone can beat anybody, right? And there are better and worse teams, but it's not – the differential is not the same. Is it this week, though? Because they're playing Kansas City this week, and they might not have Damon Pierce. So is it Alabama versus San Diego State this week? No, because what would the line be Alabama versus San Diego State? Definitely over five. What's that? (laughs) Thirty-five. Thirty-five might be forty-five. I mean, I was taking ten points off for bias, you know. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you you know what I mean. So, I mean, maybe, uh, but it's still the NFL, right? And uh, um, so that's all. But Damian Pierce, uh, we'll look at some of that video. Doesn't look like it's serious, right? From what I saw, is more of an inversion, I think. But obviously, yeah, he never went to locker room. He was walking around the sideline, just got a tape, so. Cutting and push off, it can affect him, no question. Right. Uh, interesting one in the afternoon games, too, was that Seahawks running back situation. They had 
there's news that Tony Jones Jr. was going to start over Travis Homer, and then he ended up getting one carry the whole game. So a little bit of rope it up there from maybe Pete Carroll. But um, Travis Homer just had nine rushes for 20 yards, and they got a short week. Any chance to see Ken Walker back? Mm, at best, maybe. I, I don't think, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't – look, if he's on your fantasy team, you better make a contingency plan. Remember, this is a Thursday game, guys, too, so it is a short Oh, program. Thursday game. I forgot. Even more unlikely. I mean, yes. I, I would put him in the doubtful category. That's unfortunate. That's I wanted to hear, Doc. Sorry. David, David's flailing without that uh, run game. Right? No, they have no penny all year. Walker was a resurgent. Now it's just they're relying on Geno Smith, and it looks like they've uh, been getting exposed the last uh, four or five games. Well, the, that's the thing. There's to me, there's very few people or teams that can really be one-dimensional and win. You have to right. have some balance, and sure. uh, without the balance, it's very difficult. Um, I think a good example of of uh, where uh, the Dolphins struggled last night was Teron Armstead playing. Teron Armstead played and. To be honest, it surprised me that he would return that quickly from the pec string. But if you watched him and he watched his sets and the way that he just always kicked out to over because he couldn't ex- protect he out here with that. the outside arm, so he yeah. would shift his body over and he got burned inside. I mean, he became more one-dimensional, say, okay, I know you can beat me to the outside, so I got to get there. And then he started giving up the inside. All things started to break down. It's it's the NFL and everyone's good at what they do. And if you don't have the balance, you don't have what's going on. It's a fine line between success and failure. For sure. Yeah. Obviously Toron arms are a big part of the team. It's, it's kind of interesting. Is, is the left tackle more important for the, for two of the le- only lefty quarterback in the league or is it the right tackle? But we saw, saw the effects of both last night. He doesn't have either one right now. They're both. Yeah. They're both <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's kind of the issue there. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tyreek Hill's ankle, uh, I think we're, we're still going back on video on that, but he obviously continued and had that deep touchdown. It seemed to be bothering the whole game, kind of nagging on him. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see any video on it. Don't think it's significant. He's going to play through. He's still fast as all get out. It's just how much cutting can he do? Uh, you know, I, I would imagine this week limited, maybe a DMP limited in practice, playing again next week. Uh, if he's on your fantasy team, you have to roster him. <laughs> Period. End of discussion. Talk about you playground. Still, you, still in it? you still in it, Taylor? Oh, I am. I was just – I you, you set me up now. I have it here. Um, I am. I finished uh, 162 out of 1,000 people, so I will definitely be going to the next round. I had a pretty big week this week. And I'll have Davis Justin – let him. So, I mean – Representing our our site very Justin well. Justin Fields back. Tony Pollard getting a bunch of touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, you're, you're set up well. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Good. Lost Jeff Wilson last night, though. Speaking of him, what do you think about his uh, hip injury, Doc? The only video I saw, I mean, obviously the video I saw was all related to the Tyreek Hill replay. You know? Right, right. But, I mean, this does not seem like it's a Justin uh, – sorry, a Jamar Chase. Uh, this does Is this not a severe so i don't know what words they had after the game but i don't see it being severe and you get you have mustard there so it's kind of a 1a1b if, if you're talking about miami injuries i'm still most worried about toron armstead number one okay number two 
maybe is Jeff Wilson Jr. only because he didn't return. Number three is Tyreek Hill in terms of those guys. It could be like you, like a hit pointer or something like that. So I remember Fournette had that earlier this year. He missed a game. Rashad yeah, White. the video I saw was only from the sideline. There was no right. end zone copy, and it was it was quite honestly more based on Tyreek Hill, right? I mean, the Jeff right. Wilson part was the throw-in when he fumbled. Yes. Uh, he got folded up a little bit, didn't see anything terrible or significant. The question is, if they didn't have Mostert, would he have returned? You know, maybe. Yeah. Uh, when they came through just now, too, Lane Johnson uh, left the game with the abdomen injury injury in that blowout uh, over the Giants, but he's considered day-to-day. They don't think it's a serious injury. We actually didn't have video on that game because they switched to the Cowboys uh, on the, the Sunday ticket feed, so we didn't have the fourth quarter of that game. On the really? Yeah. yeah. They've been doing that last couple of weeks on some of the games. Really? But it was like 35-14 or something like that. But, yeah, it doesn't doesn't help for injury coverage when they, they do that on us. Well, the thing with that abdomen is, is it a strained abdomen muscle? Is it oblique or is it a core muscle injury? Um, you know, I mean, they all can be called the abdomen. They're on a run. I don't see how Lane Johnson's not going to finish the season. <laughs> it's just how much rest he gets and in, in, in between. Yeah. Yeah, tough division, so maybe – Maybe not much opportunity for rest either, so that'll be interesting to see. I don't know. What are they there? What's their record now? Twelve and one, so they clinch playoffs. But uh, Dallas is right behind them, ten and three. And uh, they beat Dallas the first time. I believe so. I know they beat Dallas the first yeah, time. Yeah, because Cooper Rush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no Dak. No yeah. <laughs> so they still have a little cushion. Jalen Hurts is minus 140 for MVP right now, too. Jeez. I thought he couldn't throw, Taylor. I know. I didn't think so either. (laughs) Doc doesn't think so either. Oh, that's not true. (laughs) I I think he can throw. Is he the traditional pocket quarterback that that goes three and four reads deep? No, it doesn't seem to be. It's becoming that, though. He's he's one of the best pocket passers in the league now, which is what I'm surprised at. He's developing, so – yeah, there's no question. Yeah. Like the guy's an MVP candidate. He's at MVP caliber. I'm not doubting him. But does he have the same kind of – okay. Does he have the same kind of pocket success if he doesn't have that run game? No. And I mean, that's all. That's the elite all, O-line man. helps too. The elite O-line helps. But the other – look, you know me. I'm, I'm a little bit of a – I guess when it comes to some of this stuff and young guys, I've always been a little bit of um, slow to adopt or get off my lawn, if you want to say it. I think the only quarterback who – look, when when the Kansas City Chiefs decided to let Alex Smith go, I was like, what are you doing? And literally two games in, I said, holy F, they really knew what they were doing. It mm-hmm. took me two games, and I said, that 15, he is special, special, special. Hurts right. um, has been great, mm-hmm. but, I mean, is he complete yet is my question. And, in other words, can he win without a run game if the run game is hurt? Or can he chase if they're down a couple scores in the fourth quarter? It's just a question. Maybe the answer is yes. He hasn't had to. That's all. I'll say you might not get that answer this season because he hasn't had a Might not. Yet. I mean, <laughs> look, it's okay, right? I mean, uh, so I'm not hating on him. I just, you know. 
Uh, looking at some matchups for next week, uh, two of our lower six scores of the season are going to get lower with uh, Ravens losing Tyler Huntley and Lamar maybe not back against the Browns on Saturday. And then uh, Broncos going against the Cardinals, uh, probably with Brett Rippin at quarterback. Sorry. Yeah, well, we'll get to, to uh, Cardinals a little bit, though. I mean, the Cardinals tonight, their offensive line is in shambles. Been a mess for the last couple games, yeah. Yeah, against the Patriots, who have a good defense. Um, so well, I've done. we haven't done all the algorithm on that yet, but my guess is it's going to say Patriots and under, right? Just a guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you got to plug in all the numbers and, and what have you first. Well, Patriots will not have uh, Jacoby Myers, who's their top wide receiver, right? So obviously that screams your under as well. Um, Damon, Har- uh, Damon Harris, I believe that Damon Harris is out as well. So, yeah. There's the algorithm does say so. There you go. See as we as we get into these next couple of weeks, uh, shutdown season begin, and and we'll see how much uh, hiding behind health storylines we get. We haven't haven't had a, a ton lately, although Sam Darnold's looked pretty good for the Panthers. And they're in the playoff contention now, which is insane. That that division shouldn't count. That's <laughs> the Bucks keep slipping and. Somehow the Panthers are there. Somehow the Falcons are there. Somehow the Saints are there. <laughs> Lions in playoff contention. Yes. Lions are good. They they uh, missing some pieces on defense, but still getting the job done against uh, against Minnesota. Obviously, Justin Jefferson had the, the great game, but Lions and Dan Campbell, big matchup against the Jets this week. So no Quinn and Williams is going to help, uh, help the Lions. What do we have for uh, Beast of the Week? I think uh, – you mentioned something on your Twitter. I have my one thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you got anything, Taylor? You guys? I got mine. Uh, I, I like yours. I'm gonna yes, give yeah. it. I'm gonna give it to Brock Purdy. And look, not only were you like in diapers when Tom Brady first started in the NFL, <laughs> your first start ever, and uh, I didn't have volume, but you could see they kept showing his dad, and his dad was emotional and. He did very well. I mean, look, he survived the second time through the order and did very well. <laughs> we'll see what happens going forward. But I saw some video, and it's on my Twitter timeline. Maybe uh, Jessica can put it up. After the game, some media were saying that Kyle Shanahan sat down to talk to uh, Brock Purdy at his locker. I mean, the guy's a beast. The guy just beat Tom Brady. I mean, he's Mr. Irrelevant to Mr. Most Relevant. 49ers have not skipped a beat. They're other than the Eagles, they're they're right up there in the in the NFC, right for the Super Bowl. Can you get the guy a locker that's more permanent? You have him stuck in the corner, like as an afterthought. Now this was a home game too, right? It was in San Francisco. It's not like you know on the road and whatever. The, the you know this is his permanent locker for home games. It's in the corner by himself, and he's next to Dre Greenlaw. And Alfunga, can he get with his own guys? Can he get with the old linemen? Can he get with the offense? Do they he, usually move them mid mid season? What's that? They usually move a technically third string quarterbacks locker mid season. <laughs> Have you ever like? That's a lot Have of work. Look, 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 maybe maybe it's Brock Purdy that says no, no, no. This is my locker. I'm fine. I don't want to move. Okay, maybe he's that kind of guy. But. But as a yeah. team, like, can you? I mean, usually locker rooms are set up where the offensive 
linemen are together and then the quarterbacks and the offense is together, the defense is together. He's off in the corner corner. Uh, and I think his nameplate is even a different color if you like look closely, like it hadn't even been put up there. He was he was with the inactives and practice squad guys and you know who they didn't really have own locker, so they got him a locker. But can we put him where he I mean make some room? I mean, uh, you know, nothing against Trey Lance. He's not coming back. You want to move his over there? <laughs> Greenlaw might be his best friend. We don't know, Doc. Yeah, maybe he doesn't want to leave him. <laughs> maybe, but I was just like, I mean, that's that was my take. Well, you're a beast. You, you're you're fine being stuck in the corner and, uh, uh, you know, uh, et cetera. But he's doing well and leading the 49ers. For sure. I got that. Mine's a mix of Trey Hendrickson coming back with that, that uh, wrist fracture. And then Trevor Lawrence had a heck of a week after missing practice time and came back through for 368. That was one of our best ones, right? I mean, you're like, take Jacksonville. Um, And uh, the other one uh, I put up there is Mike White, you know, taking those rib shots and coming back. Yeah, he doesn't want to lose his job. For fun's sake, I'm going to say Brock Purdy. Well, I don't think Mike White's losing his job. Uh, Zach Wilson wasn't even active, and Joe Flacco. (laughs) Didn't look great. Yeah, yeah, didn't do a lot when – when he got a little appearance. All right. Well, thanks for watching and listening. Pro Football Doc Podcast, Sports Injury Central. And uh, there'll be more stuff out. Good job, guys, uh, this week. Lots of different content. And uh, my one uh, war room absence of the year. Uh, <laughs> You're allowed one, Doc. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But like you said, we got a team of people and other people. So you guys did, did well. And the other docs, et cetera. So thank you guys for that. The family thanks you, and we'll catch you uh, next week. But go to SICscore.com for all the latest updates and news as they come, especially since this podcast was a little bit early this week. Uh, Get ready for the flight home. All right, thanks for watching. 